Hey there, listeners, and welcome to episode two of the Students Lifting Students podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing mental health, especially in teenagers. Teenage mental health is crazy, in all honesty. We are grappling with so many things, from our body image to almost everything. As teenagers, it seems like life just dumps everything on us, and we have to try and juggle it all. Just ask Dr. Sharon Kerlick, therapist and now manager at Advanced Care. She's been in the mental health field for 35 years and has operated all over the world. In all of her time working with adolescents and teens, Dr. Kerlick has noticed several patterns, especially marginalized communities. So my specialty is marginalized and oppressed groups, as you can imagine. Um, and so when I see two different uh, ways that it kind of impacts teenagers' mental health. And one way, if you envision life as trying to run a marathon on a hamster wheel, and the harder you run to achieve the marathon, you get nowhere except that the hamster wheel starts spinning faster and faster and faster, right? So some people react to that by continuing to try harder and harder and harder, and all they get is exhausted, right? That's the wearing effects of oppression and, and being marginalized, right? But for a lot of us, a lot of what makes us insecure as teenagers really starts from a young age. Our society, um, from the second you're born to or hit the, the earth in America, to the second you die, you are surrounded by and indoctrinated into believing that there is one way to achieve joy in your life. And that, from fairy tales like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right, like all of those stereotypes that we are just believed to, uh, we, we, we have been kind of conned. I call it the great con, is we get conned into believing that there, this one way is the goal, and to achieve the goal, we constantly have to, you know, uh, chase it. The interesting thing is, is who's conning us are the rich people, right? And they want us to um, become, um, become used to comparing ourselves to other people, because what does that do? That always puts ourselves down, always comparing ourselves up. Nobody says, oh, I wish, you know, I was uh, food poor, right? Everybody's always chasing Kim Kardashian or Dua Lipa or, and it starts facilitating that chasing of an unattainable goal. For them, it gets us to buy things, right? Because we're constantly buying, you know, stuff to look like Kim Kardashian or Chloe or whatever, right? So eating disorders and body image. We're always constantly looking at the purse that, you know, whatever is carrying because, or the makeup they're wearing, because that will make us look like them, right? So we're constantly chit, but we don't look anything like them. And we're so, so we're constantly chasing these, these accomplishments that are all an illusion and it's determined by those, the, the rich people who are benefiting from getting you to buy the, the jeans or the shirt or the purse or the shoes or all of that stuff. 
it doesn't mean you're going to have a successful life. For almost everybody, just being this age is a whirlpool. As Dr. Kerlick says, it's just like being trapped in a tornado that's swirling around you. Especially in the pandemic, things really escalated. One of the things was the isolation, right? And staying away from peers. And so we resulted, and a lot of people anyway, resulted in, um, you know, kind of interacting on social media. And so, you know, in the beginning, even, and this was a, a very strange occurrence in our civilization because therapists are not supposed to be in the same, you know, experiencing the same things as other people because it provides us the ability to be objective. And for the first time, we were all involved in this, right? And so um, one of the things that I learned and identified straight out of the gate is to shut down news, social media, all that stuff. I still have access to research and world news and world perspective, but I don't have all, I didn't need to know how many people were dying of COVID or going to the hospital with COVID every five seconds. But Dr. Curling always teaches her clients to look at the positives and the negatives. This is another thing that I tell people in session is every single event and every single person in your that ever happens will have a positive and a negative aspect to it, right? And so there was a lot of positive things that came out of COVID, right? We all got together with family and started playing board games together again and eating together again and spending time together again. And it made us appreciate our relationships with people outside of our house, right? And so you can always choose which one you focus on. It's not to say that you don't focus on the negative aspects because that's where you learn. That's the uncomfortable stuff. But at the end of the day, you allow the positivity to kind of, you know, take over. Right now, things seem bleak. Everybody is going through different things and at different rates, but there's several ways to deal with it. And the amazing part is it's all in your control. You know, you kind of can choose. You identify purposefully what you can control and make your life better and, and your world. And then kind of step out of the stuff that you can't. If you're struggling with your mental health or just really feel like you are trapped in that swirling tornado, then your first move is to talk to somebody. Find somebody special to you and just talk to them. We all need that supportive person in our lives. There's also so much else that you can do. Some of the things are small, like just taking a walk whenever you feel stressed or down. Taking walks is really important. And when a physician or a therapist tells you to take a walk, it's not because they think you need more exercise necessarily or that you need to lose weight. I hear a lot about that. Oh, my God, she told me to take a walk. And, and did she think I was fat? No. When you walk, it actually stimulates your brain into producing the happy hormones that, that, um, that create positivity and so oxytocin and serotonin and all of those things get stimulated when you walk and so walking is perfect but we all have our own ways of coping we're all different and we're always changing 
You are you, and you need to embrace and love you. If you feel like you're just sinking, your first step is just to find somebody and talk to them. Next, find your own way of bringing out self-confidence and self-esteem. Find something that makes you really happy and can pick you up when you are down. For a lot of people, it's pretty unexpected. So her problem was that at work, she had to be right on. She was behind a microscope all the time um, and looking at tissue samples in like human tissue samples, right? To discover disease. And so if she made a mistake, that was huge for her, right? And so she, she was feeling stressed and pressure and all of that stuff. I would have never guessed it. She came in one day and she said, I found it. And we talked about it. She found math. <laughs> she found doing math problems was really helpful for her because she was really good at math and she felt competent. There's no doubt about it. We're teenagers. I mean, we are trying to navigate a world of new emotions and new feelings that make us have doubts about ourselves. But our feelings don't make us weird. They just make us human. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priyanka Ratnam, signing off.